Apart from the two that we had in the last two weeks with Dan Harris. Which may or may not have been recorded sometime in early December. Ah, I see what you mean. Ah, clever, clever. Yes, Paul, thank you. I'm back again. Uh, obviously, the intro music. Uh, I'm back to reality. The reality of 12-hour days, freezing cold, uh, and obnoxious teachers. But you look quite happy, so... Uh, that's the beer. <laughs> so, as long as there's Ching Tao, there'll be a smile on my face. So you're not participating in dry January, then? Uh, I don't think that's a thing, is it? I think it is, in, in the UK anyway. Yeah. Uh, the only thing dry in January is all the girls that have left Scotland. You mean that? You mean their tear ducts? Yeah, the, the, they've all stopped crying now. What else do you think I meant? Oh, come on, I, I meant they're crying. No, yeah, so, obviously back in Korea, looking forward to another season ahead. Did you get to go to any football when you were back home? I could have done, but I decided Celtic were absolutely woeful, so I decided not to. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, that's not that's me being polite. The true story is that avid podcast listener Jamie promised me a free ticket, and then he couldn't get a Saturday swap, and so then he said, "Oh, sorry, dude, can't get a swap, but there'll be loads of tickets anyway." And then yeah, the idea of no, and then the idea of paying twenty pound to watch them. Three days after thinking I was going to watch them for free, wasn't quite as uh, as uh, enticing as I thought. So I, I I decided to not go to the game and watch it in the pub instead. So we've now definitively figured out that you're a Songnam fan and not not a Celtic fan. Anymore. It was seen that, yeah. It was seen that way. Uh, I watched a couple of games on TV uh-huh. in the pub, and they were not that great, to be honest. Um, I watched a game with Jamie. I watched Rangers versus Hibs with Jamie. Uh, Rangers won that game 4-2, so we weren't very happy with that one either. Would you even go so far as to say that you prefer Seoul to Celtic? No, that, that's just ridiculous. I, I prefer, like, <laughs> electrocution on my bollocks to, to Seoul. But, um, no, I, I mean, there was only one game I could possibly have to see, and it was uh, Celtic versus Party Thistle. And as I said, I just... It was a Saturday, I had plans, and I decided I didn't go in the end. So, there's not really much to talk about at the minute, K-League-wise, <coughs> is there? So, I'd assume we're going to talk about all the experiences of your, 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 your experiences of football back in Scotland and comparing to the K-League, but it seems like you've got nothing to say about that either. Um, well, what I would say is, like, it's more expensive. Okay. And you can't drink. Uh-huh. And we miss... You kind of miss um, hot girls in the stadium. Okay. Because Scotland is the land of muffin tops. <laughs> it really is. And peroxide blonde hair. It was quite strange because when I was flying home from Dubai to Glasgow, I actually started getting dizzy and getting headaches at one point because of the amount of peroxide that was on the plane. <laughs> so. So when you when you talk about back to reality, that's actually a good thing for you then. Well, yeah, but another really funny thing as well, and probably if we're going to try and keep the podcast professional and clean yeah. for 2016, which is my New Year resolution, I guess we'll be thinking about other New Year resolutions later on in the podcast. I guess. 
could be tie in there, but uh, what I did notice is like girls in Glasgow seem to have had plastic surgery, but they didn't need it, and now you just have like all these massive wobbling, <laughs> like ridiculously sized females. I'm talking about in the upper torso area, chesticle area. It's ridiculous. Like I felt that I, I, I this was in the land of double G's. But it was good, great vacation, good to be home, didn't see any football, I didn't go to any football games, watch enough on TV, uh, listen to enough rubbish from Rangers fans. But anyway, I think before before we started the, the podcast we were talking about what we were going to talk about today, and uh, breast 11 was not one of the things we decided to talk about. It was not, it wasn't the breast 11 though, I think it was the best 11, wasn't best it? Best 11, so... Uh, oh, I, I do have a chest to cough as well, so I apologise in advance. As, as do I. <laughs> <laughs> um... Regular listeners might remember that, uh, what about, when was it, a month or so before Christmas? Um, yeah, maybe three weeks before Christmas. We, did, before we, Christmas. Did, we did a special based on a uh, good friend of the podcast, Ali, who'd asked us to pick a valid K-League 11 using one player from each team and a manager. That's correct, yes. Uh, we both put a lot of thought into it, came up with size that were uh, at least half as different from each other. Yeah, there was a bit of overlap, but and a bit of controversy. A bit of controversy with me choosing uh, Adriano for for Dejan. And I think at the time we said we we're going to judge this by asking football stato Miroslav. Yep. Uh, Ali himself, who came up with the challenge and put it through a football simulator. And you're going to put it, yeah, you're going to put it into football manager. Or well, the idea of the football simulator would was if if it was a tie after both. Miroslav and, and Ali's review, yeah? yeah. So had both of them said, oh, Mark's team will win or Paul's team will win, then there would be no really, probably not really any real need for the football simulator. So we've got two envelopes with their with their reports in. Not seen them yet. Um, you're still confident you're going to win 2-0? Uh, I'm still confident that you're not going to win 2-0. So let's put it that way. So what, what you're, you're doubting whether Ali... The, the hun that he is can be impartial against the Celtic. Well, um, I mean, the fact is that every time I see Ali, he's he literally has almost joined at the arse with you. <laughs> so I'm fairly certain Ali's going to uh, pump for you, so to speak. Okay. Uh, whereas I'm pretty certain that uh, fellow 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 Tim Miroslav will, uh, will will fall on my side. Did you not talk about this with good friend of the podcast Jamie on your back? Uh, we talked about many things, but most of them involved the IRA, to be perfectly honest. But anyway. You spent more, to- more time talking about the breast 11 than the best 11. <laughs> we did. We, did. Right. we discussed a lot about um, some, something about that we'll talk about later on in, in, in the podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, Elan legend Tarabai and his interesting Instagram account, which we'll talk about after we do the best 11. Okay. So, Paul, you want to open whose who's envelope? Do you, do you want to open first? Uh, I'll pick one at random, shall I? Right, first envelope. This one's from Ali. Ah, surprise, surprise. Uh, it's a a nice paragraph that he's written. Shall I just read it out? Uh, is it after the watershed? Uh, it is, yes. Okay, then you can read it out probably then. Yeah. Here's my assessment of the two teams that I have named... The MK Dons, which is your team, <laughs> and the PC Brigade. But mine's an actual football team. What were the names we originally came up with? Uh, Mark's Muckley 
Marvels. Monsters. Well, Marvels is what we put in in the end. And yours was um, Soul... Soulfield Wednesday. Soulfield Wednesday, yeah. Right. We should probably remember our own team names. That would be good for the podcast. Could you now, if, if I asked you, could you name all 11 players you selected? I can indeed, yes. Really? Yes, I can. I'll trust you, as I'm sure you'll trust me that I could. I can, though. As can I. I know you can. But we'll just trust each other. Because I have them on my phone. I have a foreground on my phone. Right. Ali says, I generally like the 4-4-2 a bit more than 5-3-2. Woohoo! I win. one no. But I think that Char at right back is a nasty weakness in the 4-4-2, in the 4-4-2 formation. I think that he's just a bit too flaky and ambitious to work in a disciplined 4-4-2. I think Wanderson looks tidy as beep, but is he a proper centre-back? Would he be better as a left-back? Or would he be better as a, uh, a midfielder or an attacker, as various listeners on the forum said? Yeah. So it's not clear. We went with his position on Soccerway, which was a centre-back. Centre-back, yeah. It seems to be up for discussion. The poor handkeeper obviously beats the Pusan keeper, but Paul's defensive lineup by numbers and lack of char looks much sturdier. Similarly, Mark's midfield takes it. You've both got Yom and Yoon, but Orsic looked decent the one time I saw him. I remember Cheojin as being fine, but as you've both got the same left back, maybe the delivery is going to start from there. Paul's strike partnership is obviously superior for the 2015 se- season. So that was, for me, I had... Uh, the rookie and Adriano. Yeah. And I had Adriano and Kaylee Challenge, second top goal scorer, Yi jung Hyuk. Yeah, well done, Ali. <laughs> you obviously know your stuff. Although I think I'd enjoy watching Mark's team more, overall I give it to Paul. I know, big surprise. Due to his strike force and Charles' defence. It should be noted that Ali is an actual fact a Rangers fan and still remembers Chad O'Ree getting sent off against Rangers. When I say Rangers, I mean Rangers, the club that was, not the parody accountant that is now. So maybe maybe, Ali's a, maybe if I hadn't had any Celtic players in the team, Ali would have given me the vote, maybe. Well, we'll never know, will we? We'll never know, but we could ask him. I did ask him to Skype in and he, he declined, but he did say he'd be happy to come in and appear in person at some point. In the future, sounds good. Sounds good. Get one. The more, the merrier, so to speak. Maybe we could do it if Scotland do come out for a friendly. We can do it around that time, maybe. We can all wear our kilts as well. We can indeed. By the way, where's my Inverness shirt that I asked you to buy for Christmas? Uh, it's in the post. I got, I got held up at the airport. <laughs> Along with my criminal records check. Yeah. <laughs> Said it was, uh, it was taboo goods. Right. Should we open the second envelope? Indeed, yes. This, well, this must be the one from Miroslav then. So right now the score is currently 1-0 with Paul. 1-0, except I think it's a resounding 5-0 win. I don't understand how the rookie and Adriano can be better than Adriano. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't the same guy? How can you have an Adriano be better than me having Adriano? Because <laughs> it's just your, your Adriano was disqualified for cheating, as was your Yi jung Hyop. It's like ridiculous. Right, here's Miroslav's piece of paper for you to read. Okay, so whereas Ali did his purely based on his love for Paul, uh, Miroslav actually did his based on numbers. And as uh, as we all know, I love numbers, particularly 36, 24, 36. But um, so 
what, what Miroslav does, uh, or what he's done, is he's given like a score uh, based on uh, top score of two, uh, lowest score of zero, uh, based on how important that player is, or how that player has been over the season in terms of importance to his team. Yeah. So I'm sure your Busan striker is going to do well for the three games he played. Well, but he, yes. Um, so, amazingly, he did, actually. Um, so, basically, we'll go through it position by position, yeah? Um, what he did say is that to kind of balance things up, even though I've taken Adriano as a Dejan striker, Miroslav is taking the scores based on Adriano as a sole striker for, for both teams. And I'll explain to you at the end why he did that. Um, otherwise, it may be a 10-0 victory for someone, yeah? So, in terms of the goalkeepers, uh, out of um, a maximum of two, uh, my the, the Pohang goalkeeper who I chose uh, got 0 0.5. Okay. Okay. Paul, you chose the Pusan keeper. Yep. <laughs> he got 0. 0. 0, yeah. So, so far, I'm in the lead. Just based on goalkeeper alone, yeah? Um, <coughs> where it gets interesting, or where it gets similar and interesting, is that in terms of defence, for my f my back four, yeah. uh, I got a whopping one point <laughs> for my back four. Yeah. So I believe that might be Chadori's influence. <laughs> and the left back from Guangzhou, who we didn't know who he was, yeah? So... His name I've forgotten, who I did remember at the time. It's, we, it's a really weird name as well. Yeah, but we both picked Inchon's... Uh, Croatian Ivanovic Goran Ivanovic the tennis player he did even better than Chai anyway so yeah so I got a one point which uh, is amazing considering the maximum was eight I got one yeah I feel like I'm doing some kind of Eurovision song contest here uh, <laughs> Latvia zero anyway nil point um, so Paul you obviously went with a, a back five yep including two marauding wingbacks yep Cheo Jin from uh, John, John Nam and Kwang Ju's e Undudum. Yeah. Sounds like something that may happen when I have too much soju. Uh, and your back th your back three, I guess, it would have been Centre yeah, centre backs. Wanderson of Tejon. Uh Chonjic. of Inchon and Yun Young Sun of Song Nam. Which is a tip from you, so if it I was. if I lose this I'm gonna blame you. Well amazingly you got I think you got a half score for for all three of them. because uh, you got one point five out of a possible 10. <laughs> so, I think your defence, although scoring higher, is probably not better. But I think, I mean, looking at Yun Young Sun, he, he, he had a pretty solid season and he made the national team. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually got a full one and one of probably got zero. And then John just Even though he scored a bunch of goals. Well, yeah, because they, I don't know how he does it. It's more likely that Cheo Jin got a minus. Because yeah. I picked him on sort of uh, nostalgia from his soul days rather than yeah. he's not he scored a couple of goals this year but and he's actually club captain for this year, for this coming season. Oh really? But he didn't actually play that often. I don't think. A bit weird. Okay, we're going to move on to uh, midfield. As um, as Ali said, we had pretty similar players in midfield. We both had uh, Yom Ki Hyun, yep. obviously. And uh, we both had Yunbit Karam. Yep. But the big difference was I had Kim Tae Hwan from Ulsan and Orsic from Jonam. Yep. 
Whereas you went with Son Jun Ho, the guy from Poland, <coughs> you had no idea who he was. But his stats were quite good. Bit of a pattern forming here. <laughs> um, so, basically, in terms of this one, I had four in the midfield, you had three in the midfield. Uh, my midfield scored a whopping three points, which is pretty sweet, to be perfectly honest. Three from eight, pretty yeah. good score. Uh, those points definitely coming from Orsic, mostly on the, on, on the right wing, and probably uh, Yom, Yom on the left. Um, Yom Begram, I think we think had a good season, but whether or not, I don't know if Miroslav gave him a particularly high score. So my midfield was three, so at this point in time I'm up to four and a half. Yep. Uh, your midfield was two and a half. So my midfield would overrun your midfield, which is also what Ali said as well in, in his review. On the, and hand, the, the average score for my midfield is slightly better than the average score for yours. As is my average score for my defence, so, so what's the point? Um, but yeah, I think definitely like um, the idea of a four-man midfield against a three-man midfield, I kind of prefer the like, like four in the middle, I think, anyway. And I think with that, that midfield was pretty sweet. Unfortunately, as we know, Yun Bikaram is now currently playing his trade in China. Yep. And uh, Kim Tijuana is rubbish. <laughs> so, um, maybe my midfield wasn't that good at the end of the day, yeah. Okay, which leaves us only with the attack. Uh, as I said earlier, uh, I had Adriano and Lee jong uh, You had Adriano and Kim Chinook. I had the real Adriano. You had the real Adriano. Would the real Adriano please stand up? Um, my attack scored at 1.5 out of 4, which is fantastic, probably based on the fact that Yi Chung Hyup was the second top goal scorer in the challenge. Ali, uh, not just three games for Pusan. Your attack scored 1, uh, which meant that probably 1 for Adriano and 0 for Kim Chinook missing a Pirlo esque penalty. I and having a ridiculous hairstyle. I and I, being generally rubbish. I don't get that, those scores at all. The, the Wookiee was the top scorer. Adriano scored a hatful of goals. So what, what you're saying is that plus, uh, I think even I can't I can't deny Lee Jung Hup's performance for Sangju. Mm-hmm. I think that should be excluded because this was supposed to be a K League team, right? You should be evaluating on the three games he actually played for Pusan, not the the thirty odd games he played in the in the in the, the challenge. If you were to set up crazy rules, then they're going to get crazy results. Um, so basically, uh, based on Miroslav, the expert, <coughs> as opposed to Ali, Paul's friend, um, my team scored six, your team scored five. Five. So that's a resounding victory for moi. A one-goal victory. As opposed to, we don't know how many goals Ali's team won you by, if that was even proper English. <laughs> um, what it should be noted is, and Miroslav said, I've counted Adriano in as an FC Soul player for both teams. Otherwise, Mark's team would have been even better. Presumably an extra half point. Presumably, yes. Yeah. So I'd have been six and a half to five, which in, in, in the world of stats is the equivalent of 14 now. But so then if he'd have included Lee Jung Hyup as a, a Pusan player as opposed to a well I don't know unless he presumably didn't score a hat-trick in each of those three games he played for Pusan 
he didn't score at all for Busan. So um, yeah, I think when we when we redo this next year, we should have to rethink the rules to make it harder for you to cheat. Yes, I, I mean, the, I mean, if we do this next year, yeah, maybe we say the, the player has to finish the season with the team as opposed to start the season with the team. That's what we said this year. No, to finish the season in, in the K League, we said in the classic. That's how I use each on up. Yeah, but you just said he had to finish the season with the team. Mm. Well, he's in because Adriano from Dejan I chose yeah. Adrian as a Dejan so player. what you're saying is that you'd allow you'd still allow Ejong here but you'd disallow to, you'd disallow Adrian yes to be. so I would have had to pick the Dejan striker instead Ejong here yes but Adriano would have been disallowed I think Adriano was dodgy I think Ejong here was dodgier <laughs> to be honest yeah <laughs> But what this does mean is it finished with the two reviews of the of the expert and pal friend. Uh, it's finished 1-1, which means that we do now have to put it through the football simulator. I think, yeah, I guess we do to get a, a definitive result. I do think that I'm, I'm not quite sure how Miroslav's evaluations work, but I think you'd, you'd have to agree that Ebom Young, for example, the Pusan keeper, is a, is a talented player, but playing for a terrible team. And that if he'd had my defence in front of him, his evaluation quite, might quite possibly have been better. Yeah, but I mean, or you worse. Could, yeah, or worse. But I mean, you, you could also say that uh, I mean, with Chadri having Orsic in front of him, he wouldn't feel the need to rampage up the right wing as much. But FC so there was no decent right winger, so Cha felt the need to to be reckless. As as Ali said, but with Orsic as a right winger, Cha would play more as a right back. Which would actually maybe make my defence stronger. And you know what the other thing is missing? There's no, no evaluation for the managers. That is a fair point from anyone from from either one. Uh, you obviously went with the easy easy option. I went with the logical option. So I guess the only way that we can evaluate is based on the K League Player of the Year awards, and your manager was better according to the K League. Which we both disagree with at the time. Which we both disagree with at the time. So we'll call that a draw as well, shall so we? We'll call that a draw as well, yeah. So on to football manager it is. On to football sim- simulator. Don't say it's football manager. The football simulator the, that I've designed. Uh, that we will run it through that and you put your year-end bonus into designing. Yes, and we'll give you the final result next week. Or whenever else we've got nothing to talk about. Next week. <laughs> right. So. What else have we got to talk about this week then? So I guess um, someone else had suggested that why don't we do a, a look at New Year's resolutions uh, for each of the teams. What would be the Keighley Classics team's motto or New Year resolution? Although I think that someone else is probably still Ali. <laughs> I think someone else is probably still Ali. Uh, but something else that someone else did say, who, who wasn't Ali, was uh, Jamie, <coughs> big fan of the podcast Jamie. <coughs> who drew my attention to uh, Tarabai Santos's Instagram? Yep. And um, <coughs> another interesting uh, little idea that Tarabai has had, where he likes to post. Uh, he's now locked his Instagram, just so you know. Um, he likes to post 
videos of himself working out in his underpants. Don't we all? Well, some of us maybe have a good reason to post them, others don't. Um, Which category does he fall into? Um, I believe he may have been wearing wonder pants. <laughs> there was some pardon going on there, I think. But uh, yes, um, unfortunately he has, he has now locked his account and I can't actually, unless I follow him and get accepted by him, I can't actually view the videos. But uh, we did watch them in a bar called St Vincent's uh, on St Vincent Street, rather uh, intelligently named, a little bit like the Big Bird Cafe, but anyway. Um, and yeah, it's pretty amazing. He does like lunges, he does like, um, like sprint steps, he does like ab work in his underpants and then puts them on Instagram. The man is amazing. Uh, the news is that he's potentially coming back for a, for a second season at Eland. I heard that as well, yeah. Yeah. Looks like he, he has a, come as back. As opposed to... Bobby Cullen, who's away. And? Johnson, who's away. The much maligned Johnson. Which is quite interesting, because if Bobby Cullen's away, he was an Asian player, not a foreign player, yeah? So I get right. I get Ryan Johnson being pumped. Being pumped? Being, being, <laughs> I, get Ryan, I get Ryan Johnson being pumped, because like, he, he was... Wasting a, a foreigner's space, not not, if he's, not because he's he's a poor player, just it didn't work out for him, as as Dan Harris said. But uh, I find it interesting that they were with Bobby Cullen when he was the was the Asian player. So it's not like they can. I mean, so maybe they're going to bring in a, an Australian to replace Bobby, and another foreigner, obviously, to replace Ryan. Yep. There was talk of them bringing in Dehan. They were talking about them going for Dehan, but obviously he's he's opted for the smaller soul team. I'm not sure that was ever a, a realistic r- rumour. I'm not sure. It's about, it's about as realistic as Robin Van Persie wearing number 9 for, for John Book. Yeah, he's clearly going to go for number 10. He's clearly number 10, because Leonardo's got number 9 pinned down, do you know what I mean? I know, 11. I know Dehan has been forced to forego his number 10 shirt at Seoul because they're going to pack Jim. Oh, really? Yeah. So Pachirong is no longer number 91? No, he's got his number 10 back. I forget who had it last year. As the fans are in a bit up in arms about, about whether he deserves it, whether Dian deserves it. So Dian's number 9. And... I mean, you have to look at that and see that. That's a pretty... Adriano number 11. It's a pretty decent strike force. I mean, Dian, Adriano and Pachirong. If Pachirong stays fit. Yeah. And stays interested. It's a pretty decent strike force. I mean, it's coming up against what Leonardo, uh, Idonguk, Kimbokyan, Ikuno, Percy, Robin Torres. Well, is Ikuno coming back? I think because there was rumours of him coming back to John Pick again. Oh, no, he he returned. He was only there on loan. Right? Yeah, so he returned to the Middle East, and they didn't want to pay the transfer fee to actually sign him back, but. I haven't heard any updates since then. Well, I, I heard they were going to pay the transfer fee. Okay, maybe. maybe. I mean... Because they definitely, they, they have, they definitely have Kimbo Kyung. Anyway, yeah. enough talk about transfers. You're going to ruin... It's a spoiler for our our upcoming transfer special. Okay. After, the, after the transfer window's closed. Han Solo dies at the hands of his son. Does he? <laughs> Sorry. I thought he killed Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> After shooting JR in the shower. Yes. And then Bobby wakes up. But it was all a dream. 
anyone was interested, uh, Terra by Santos, Instagram, uh, follow him and you will see the man himself in a pair of underwear doing exercises. If you're not interested, uh, Keely Kilt, Instagram, follow him and you'll see the man himself doing exercises in his underwear. Kilt. In a kilt. <laughs> Starting no from tomorrow. <laughs> so... So Ali's suggestion, I think it was Ali's suggestion, was to do New Year's resolutions for, for each of the twelve teams in the K League. Yep. So I guess we're going to do the resolutions based on where we think the teams are going to finish the season. Yep. Okay. So I guess probably the team that's going to finish bottom for automatic relegation, I guess in everyone's mind, is probably going to be Suwon FC. Uh, you think so? I mean. I know, I know Kwangju surprised us quite a bit last year, but Suwon have got no experience of playing in the top league. They've probably not got the budget for it. Yeah, and, you've got uh, to imagine. They've lost their, probably their two most influential players. Yeah. So. I guess Suwon's resolution will be not to do a Dejan? You mean not to be relegated before FC Seoul even start playing? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were relegated after the two games. Uh, yeah, so, we, so I would imagine that the resolution will be not to do a Dejan, I reckon. And you'd, you'd have to feel that would depend on them being able to find a couple of players that aren't sissies and that do have an eye for goal Yep. without being either sissy or japa. Pretty much, yeah. Can't believe we sold those two players, or that two players go ridiculous. Okay, second bottom, uh, in, the, in the playoff spot, probably going to be the army? Uh, based on recent history, yes. Yep. They have been a bit of a yo-yo club, so... So I guess their resolution will be YOLO, not yo-yo. YOLO, not yo-yo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Um, third from the bottom. Third from the bottom. Third bottom. Probably going to be those plucky little guangjus. Yep. Mm. Can't imagine. Can't see Ulsan in the back, back down there this season, so... Yeah, uh, Guangzhou. I think they probably had a quite a good start. Last year, didn't they? And they were, yeah. They probably overperformed over the car over mm. the course of last year. So. Plus, I mean, this season there's not going to be a Pusan making Dejan look just crap instead of absolutely woeful. Yeah. So, what do you think Guangzhou's resolution will be? Probably avoid second season syndrome. Yeah, yeah I think it's a, it's a common thing in the uh, avoid Brewers drip. It's a, it's a common thing in the in the English Premier League, isn't it? Teams go all out to avoid relegation in their first season and they kind of take their foot off the gas in the second season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Probably they, having survived the first season, they want to at least be stable this season and if possible kick on. But I mean, there is rumours that they've signed, I know we're going to do a transfer talk later, but there is rumours that they've signed um, Jong Jiguk, the Patriots, so maybe he can shoot them, shoot them, you know, like, like a few like a few places up the table but gotta imagine they're going to finish probably third third bottom third bottom <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. they're not third <laughs> third into the Asian Champions League wow yeah. but third bottom probably yeah yeah okay oh it's a tough one next Jonam I don't know I think Jeju have lost a few key players yeah I guess yeah so it could be Jeju depending on who they bring in I recall when I was at the Player of the Year Awards back in December, um, the Cheju manager came out, gave a presented one of the awards, and the the dolly that he was with 
asked him about his the rumour that he dyed his hair orange, and he said, are you going to do anything special if if Cheju wins something next year? And I think he said something along the lines of, if we win the league or if we win a trophy, he's going to take all his clothes off and run around the sta- stadium just wearing orange underpants. So I guess the players' uh, ambitions or the players' resolution will be to either make it happen or make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. According to... According to whether or not they're uh, that way inclined or not. Yeah. Um, w- w- do you hope it does happen or do you hope it doesn't happen? Uh, I think there's nothing better than seeing an, an Ajishi running around the stadium like half naked in a pair of orange underpants. So I, I hope it happens. Show Chiji to win the league then. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But at least the cup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, Jonam. Jonam. Yeah. Um, I think the last couple of years they've started really strongly and then they've faded just before the split and they've ultimately... So they spent most of the pre-split period in the top six and yeah. just dropped out in the last couple of rounds, haven't they? Yep, definitely, yeah. So I guess their resolution is going to be something along the lines of buy some better batteries that will keep going and going a little bit further. That sounds good, yeah. Whether that's Duracell or whatever, I can't remember. Duracell? Uh, Energizer? Energizer. The Energizer Bunny? Other batteries may be available. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> okay. Just probably not an iPhone battery. Yeah. They seem to like run out really quickly and then take 10 minutes to charge up. Um, okay, that brings us to Inchon. I imagine Inchon will finish next. I have no idea what number it will be at this that, point that in time. That make now. them top of the bottom. Yep, that make them sixth. Seventh. Seventh. Thank you for reminding my mathematics. So, yep, Inchon will finish seventh. Um, I guess Inchon's, mod, or Inchon's New Year resolution is going to be quite simply pass it to Kevin. Or make sure that he's fit, whatever happens. Yeah. Because he's like the only player that they've got, yeah? yeah? Although they have signed that 17-year-old, or 19-year-old, or maybe even 40-year-old, I have no idea, Vietnamese boy, which we'll talk about, I guess, in the transfer podcast at the time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sixth, Songnam. <laughs> My kid, we <laughs> finished bomb. Um, Songnam. Renew their passports. Renew their passports, yes. Uh, I guess their resolution is going to be don't blow it in the top six like we did last year. Uh, after doing all the hard work and getting in in the championship group to uh, only have one victory out of five was ridiculous and blew them any chance of the ACL and any chance of me getting to go to Thailand for a soapy massage. Um, So I think, yeah, definitely their resolution is to be don't blow it this year. All right. Fifth. Ulsan. Ulsan. Yeah, maybe Suwon. Suwon are a poor team. Let's say Suwon fifth. Suwon fifth. Suwon fifth. I would love to see that happen. So with that, those plucky little, those plucky little chuckers. Um, so yeah, I guess Suman's resolution is probably going to be don't sell the only decent player that you have uh, for money to a Japanese J League Two team. I think they were Japanese. They were J League One when when he went. Yeah, they're J Two now. now. <laughs> yeah, they're J Two now. But yeah, uh, so basically the resolution is don't sell Yom. Yeah. Or or Yichang, uh, Kwon Chang Un. yeah, but I think yeah, probably Yum's still going to be the, the main the, the main driving force this year. I think. Yeah. Uh, he was the one who kind of spurred them. He, I mean, between Yom and and Chong Tse, like, that's the only reason they got um, whatever place they got last year, second place in the end. Second, yeah. Ridiculous. Okay. Uh, fourth. Ulsan. Ulsan. So if they do finish fourth, I think they'll have matched their resolution to some degree, right? Because we think 
they resolute after they had a really terrible season last year. Yeah. So they've been challenging for the, the, yeah, the Champions League spots for the last couple of years, right? And have very close came very close to came very close to winning the league. Last day of the season, Pohang beat them. Yeah, three years ago. And then they dropped like a stone last year, so Must do better. Up where we belong. Up where we belong, yep. Uh, and I guess if they finish fourth, they'll have achieved that. Okay. So then in third, we think it's going to be Pohang in third. Yeah, uh, they're, in, they're in Asia, but they've got a very tough group. Yeah, I mean, if they get through the Vietnamese playoff team, they face uh, Guangzhou, Sydney, and Uraba Reds. Probably see them beating Uraba Reds, but I think Sydney and Guangzhou are going to be too tough for them. Yeah, Sydney away is going to be tough. Guangzhou is going to be really tough. Yeah. So whereas if you think about if you look at the two above them, the teams above them, that we think you've got John Book, pretty easy group, should get through the latter stages. So with Dehan, uh, Adriano and uh Young, you imagine they're going to get through their group as well. Yep. So maybe while the other two teams this this count so one, they whether the while Seoul and John Book are fighting out in Asia, maybe Pohang will steal the league. Does it count as a pun if it's just a homonym? Uh, homophone, sorry. Uh, what'd you call me? Homophone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that brings us to first and second, and I know we're going to disagree here. So I reckon so will finish second. Um, quite possibly, but I think Seoul have got a very good chance this year. They've got a better chance this year than they had last year. They've, they've got some good signings, I think. Yeah. And they've got rid of some of the dead wood. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Molina and Escudero are not a patch on Adriano and Dehan. And that's what you're looking at. Yeah. I think the the key point at the moment is that they've lost some key defenders and they've not replaced them as yet. But assuming they do at some point in the next month, then I think they'll be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I still reckon Jombic will just edge it, though. Especially if they get potentially Van Persie. Yeah. Which we're talking about like it's a solid rumour as opposed to a... a Clickbait. Yeah. Teenager's wet dream. Yeah. So let's just say Soul second. Okay. Okay. So Paul, you're the Soul fan. What will be their resolution? Uh, <coughs> the last couple of years, the league started in, in early March and Soul have started sometime around May. Yep. Uh, there's, a, there's a saying among Seoul fans that they don't really start until they play Cheju for the first time. So, ultimately, we'd like to have Cheju in the first game of the season. Not going to happen because it's going to be away to Chumbuk. Mm-hmm. I've also heard here's, here's a, a scoop for you. I've heard that Seoul's first home game is going to be against Sangju, 20th of March. Your bogey team. Yeah. So, hopefully, Cheju will be the third game. But anyway, uh, start like. Uh, Quick off the blocks. That'll be Seoul's resolution. Okay. Quick off the blocks, as opposed to the usual Seoul. Okay. And that leads us with John Book winning three in a row. First K-League team to do it ever, maybe? I think so, probably, yeah. I think so, yeah. Uh, the resolution would be, ha ha ha, I told you so. <laughs> I guess when you're in a position of strength like John Book, maybe don't you make a resolution? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Yeah. Although I did know it has been said that Che 
Sheikh Kangi has come out and said that they will not repeat the, the mistakes of last year, i.e. when they sold Edu for money during the, <coughs> the close season, uh, during the, sorry, the uh, transfer window. So maybe their resolution is to be keep, keep the living, keep, keep it tight. I guess they did have a bit of, they were a bit jittery towards the end of last season, yeah. weren't they? So. I think even Chi himself said, we don't deserve, no, was it he said? We didn't win this league, the other teams just couldn't take it from us or something? I think we said similar things on the podcast quite often, didn't we? like Chumbuk don't deserve to win the league. Yeah. And regular listener Gary came out and said, well, what the hell are you talking about? They won the league by a massive margin. How can you say they don't deserve to win the league? So... Because I, I stand by our comments. I stand by it as well. They were they were woeful. Like they were not a good league winning team. Just because every other team was far far worse. Yeah. They still didn't deserve to win. <laughs> I mean, every other team shot shot, shot himself in the foot. I mean, every time John Book lost, who won lost. Uh, only really Pohang, but the only team that really had any consistency. And I had Pohang had a better start of the season, Pohang would probably win the league. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Pohang had a really good win, a, r- a really good run towards yeah. the end, didn't they? That was just too little too late. I, I guess I can see Gary's point, because although how much we might say that Chombuk didn't deserve to win the league, you can't really see an- another team that Yeah, well, no one else really did. did. Yeah. So, I apologise, Gary. Maybe they did deserve to win the league, but they nope. weren't They weren't a, a convincing side at all. Okay, so, so maybe their, their resolution, if they have one, they don't need one, but if they did have one, would be deserve it. Yeah. You want to do the challenge as well? Nope. At least we should do Tejan and Pusan. Uh, and Eland, I guess. Eland's resolution will be... Get promoted. Get promoted. One at this time. Pusan's resolution will be... Get promoted. Help. Tejan's resolution will be... Get promoted. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, basically. Tegu's yeah. resolution will be... Don't get promoted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got to imagine, I reckon this year will be Elan's year. I think it's, it's taken him a year to get settled, taken him a year to get you get, to understand the culture of the football and everything else, but I think this year will be their year. I think Elan will definitely win it this year. I think, yeah, I think Tego have lost Jonathan, so they're going to struggle for firepower. Yeah. Pusan seems to be imploding. So it then becomes whether whether Tejon can use their ex- experience of being in this position and go on another good run or whether Elan will make the astute signings that they've got the budget to do mm. and uh, make make their money work for them. And I think uh, you'd have to fancy Elan to be probably the favourites to go. I think so, yeah, definitely, definitely. I would say so. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps up the uh, the New Year resolutions for the teams. But anything else to add in this week's uh, podcast? Uh, no, not really. Nice to have you back. Good to be back as well. Ah, uh, there is one thing you, you got wrong when you were there. Poor old Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. You're supposed to go back and put him out of his misery. You got the wrong Jimmy. I did. I did. Well, the thing was, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of confused. I knew there was, like, I had to kill some senior old Jimmy, but uh, I, I picked, I picked the, the wrong one, I guess. You picked the chin, as I, opposed to... I picked to the chin, as opposed to... They get so rest in peace, Jimmy Hill. Rest in peace, Jimmy Hill. Do you think like people always talk about Jimmy Hill's influence on the modern game in in the UK with his work to abolish the maximum wage? Of course, that lived on in Korea for quite a while, right? Because up until recently, players were 
limited to 30 or 40 million one a year. And we we even heard from Dan from oh yeah from Dan saying that players from overseas when they've gone overseas and come back they're limited. To, did you say 20 million a year? I think you said 20 million a year. Yeah. Does Korea need a Jimmy Hill? I mean, I don't know, know much about Jimmy Hill in terms of his playing career. Uh, I mean, I know he was an inside right. Um, not really sure how great he was or how, you know, the whether he was a, a particularly creative or prolific player. But just like John Mark Bosman, I mean, it's like he was like a pretty average defender or, or, or midfielder. Oh, goalie. <laughs> or goalie. He's had like, a huge impact on football. I mean, like, some of the things that, that Jimmy Hill has been credited with is pretty amazing. It just shows you that you don't need to be, you know, like the world's greatest footballer, like a Messi or a, or a Ronaldo, to, to, to leave a lasting impact on football. I think that's why we love the game so much. And I think listeners would agree that even though neither of us are particularly great footballers, we've had a massive impact on Korean football. Definitely. Our weekly podcast. Yep. So, you got a suggestion for outro music? You've been back to the UK, heard all the latest tunes. You've got something modern and funky we can play? Uh, no, I was going to go for something like it's to do with Jimmy Hill being a legend. 